It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. So today's election day, and I was thinking about how so many you know, leaders come and, and leaders go, and I had the privilege Sunday night to be able to tend, uh, attend a celebration of the ministry of my friend Dan Proctor. Dan has pastored the Crossroads Bible Church for 30 years, was actually on staff another five. So really, they were looking at the 35 years of his ministry there. Dan has recently resigned, and he's going to shift to a ministry of helps for pastors. And so they really just did a review of all of his life and ministry there. And it was so interesting because it was so intertwined with with my life and my memories just through my friendship with Dan. But it just, you know, Dan is a great leader. He has been a tremendous leader. But whether it's a great leader like Dan Proctor or whether it's people we view as horrible leaders, whether that's in church, whether that's in government, here's the surefire thing we can know is that leaders come and leaders go. But you know what? God's word is always there. You come here to chapter 12 in the book of Acts, and the leader at this time over in Israel was was a man named Herod. Now, don't get, there's a lot of Herods running around the New Testament, so don't get them confused. Herod is more of a title than a person's name. Um, Probably the most familiar Herod to us is Herod the Great. Herod the Great was the Herod that the wise men came to when Jesus was born. He's the one that ordered the death of all the children to and under in Bethlehem. But Herod died, and there were other Herods that followed him. Well, one of the grandsons of Herod is the Herod talked about in Acts chapter 12. In verse 1, it says, About that time Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex or to persecute certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. And in verse 4, it says, When he apprehended him, he put him in prison. Verse 5 says, Therefore Peter was kept in prison. So in this chapter, you see Herod's on the throne. He's persecuting the Christians. He takes Peter. He puts him in prison. But as you get into the chapter, an angel comes, releases Peter from prison while the church was praying for him. And in the night, Peter is set free. And the next morning, Herod finds out about this. And it says in verse 19, when Herod had sought for him and found he wasn't there, he examined the keepers and he commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea, and there he abode. And Herod was highly displeased with them of Tyre and Sidon. But they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus, the king's chamberlain, their friend, they desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod was arrayed in royal apparel, and he sat upon his throne, and he made an oration to them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It's the voice of a god and not of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory and he was eaten of worms and he gave up the ghost. And in verse 24, it says, but the word of God grew and multiplied. So you have Herod here, Herod the Great's grandson. And uh, man, here's a family that had enjoyed a reign over Israel under Rome Man, they enjoyed much control over the people, uh, really an anti-Christian kind of existence. 
And, and in this chapter, you really see his earthly power, his earthly prestige. You see how the people really place their hope in him to the point where they're, they're nearly worshiping him or are worshiping him as a God. And they loved hearing him speak so much that they said, this isn't the voice of a man. This is a voice of a God. So you got this leader who is held in great esteem by the people, but not so much by God. Now, leaders are important and, and leaders are even ordained by God. You can read in Romans chapter number 13, where it talks about how believers should be submitted to the powers, the authorities, because it says that they have a place that's ordained of God in the leadership structure in mankind. That's Romans 13. You go over to Hebrews 13, and it talks about the same way about our allegiance and our submissive to spiritual leaders within the church and, and the place that they hold. So leaders are necessary. Leaders are ordained of God, um, but they're not forever. They're not forever. And our hope should never be placed in a leader. Leaders are going to come. Leaders are going to go. Good leaders are going to come. Good leaders are going to go. Bad leaders are going to come. Bad leaders are going to go. But, you know, here's Herod. He's a great leader in the eyes of the people. They love him. They're worshiping him. He's the greatest and he dies. And what's the very next word say? Next word is but. But the word of God grew and multiplied. I love that. Leaders come, leaders go, but God's word is forever. It's eternal. So obviously, with just that little bit of common sense there, it would tell me, don't put your hope in who gets elected. Put your hope in the word of God. You see, the word of God is forever. And listen to this, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 24 and 25 says, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is like the flower of the grass. The grass withers, the flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached to you. Hey, man comes, man goes, the glory of man comes, the glory of man goes, kingdoms rise, kingdoms fall, but the word of the Lord keeps on going. Psalm 102, verses 25 through 28 says this, of old, you've laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hand. They will perish, but you will endure. Yes, all of them will wax old like a garment. As a vesture, you will change them and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will never end. You see, God's word is as steadfast as God himself. That's why verse 20 says, the word of God grew and increased. Man, their leader died, but the word of God grew. The word of God increased. Herod was dead. Herod was gone. But God's word just kept right on going. I couldn't help but think about the um, Energizer Bunny commercials. You know, all these things wear out, but here's the Energizer Bunny, and he's just still going, still going. Hey, you know what? I think about... Um, all the great leaders and the horrible leaders that the word of God has outlived. Man, you think of the leaders of Egypt in its splendor, all the pharaohs. Hey, they came, they went. Moses came, Moses went too, but the word of God kept going. You think about the Roman Empire and how it controlled the entire world, man, for like a thousand years. The Caesars came, the Caesars went, God's word kept right on going. You think of the kings who ruled over Europe, you know, in the Middle Ages. You think of the popes over the Holy Roman Empire. They came, they went, 
but the word of God just kept right on going. I thought about the founding of America, Washington, Franklin, Jefferson, man, all of these great leaders. Hey, they came, they went, the word of God kept going. I think about religious leaders of the past that we hold in high esteem. I think of Charles Spurgeon, who died literally in, I think, 1899, who was probably the most quoted preacher of all time. You know what? Spurgeon came, Spurgeon went, but the word that he preached kept right on going. 20th century leaders, you got Churchill over England, man, this fabulous leader. Churchill came, he went, the word of God kept going. Hitler, this horrible, horrible, despotic leader. Hitler came, Hitler went, the word of God kept right on going. Man, I think of probably the most prestigious leader of all time in America, um, Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan came, he went, and the word of God keeps on going. Man, you know what? Trump came, he's going to go, the word of God's going to keep on going. Biden came, Biden's going to go, the word of God is going to keep on going. So the word of God has outlived great leaders, horrible leaders. And so the application of this really for us today is, uh, you know what, today we're going to choose new leaders in our country, and they are going to make a difference. They are. They are going to affect our lives. They will. But they should never take the place of the hope that we place in God's Word. I've just seen this too many times. You come to an election cycle, and people get the leader they want, and Christians get so happy and jubilant. And I understand that joy. Man, we love it when our team wins, right? whether it's a sporting team or a political team. People love it when their team wins. But they're like rejoicing and everything's great. But then you let a leader get elected they don't like. And man, there's hopelessness, there's despondency, and there's always this cry how we need to pray for revival. Yeah, we do, but we needed to when their good leader got elected too. You know why? Leaders come, leaders go, but the word of the Lord is going to endure forever. So the word for today is this. Vote today. You should, but hope today in the Word of God because it is going to outlast whoever is chosen at the ballot box today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.